This is Zeal Robinson from the Black Hill State Cross Country Team, and you're listening to Inside the Hive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Hive. Today we have a full lineup for you. First, we're starting off with head coach for the Yellow Jacket men's basketball team, Ryan Thompson. Coach, how are you doing? Doing all right. How are you, Colton? Doing well, doing well. So, uh, coming off of this last game, I guess, uh, what is your sh- your take on the team as far as ending the uh, non-conference season? Well, you know, obviously disappointed. Um, felt like MSU Billings was a team that, that we could have beaten had we played well. Um, credit to them. They played extremely well. Um, we did not have our A game. We had a couple guys out, um, et cetera. But, um, you know, I think, it, I think it could be a good thing for us. You know, we, we found out a lot about our team in these five non-conference games. When you look across the RMAC or across the country, there's a lot of Division twos that play more NAIs and, and just kind of try to build confidence. And And our approach was let's let's play some good teams. Let's figure out what we got. Let's identify some things. Um, I like that we had a long break now in between our last non-conference game and our first RMAC game coming up on Friday here. So um, we've identified some things. We know some areas we need to improve on. I think we've done that um, over the last week here in practice and excited to get uh, going with RMAC play now so what are the fellows doing over this long break that you talked about um, obviously going home for Thanksgiving was one of them but uh, coming into our first conference game being at home what are they doing to prepare for that game yeah, you know, just being able to um, watch a lot of film on ourselves, learn a lot about some things that we've uh, struggled with here in the non-conference play, a lot of one-on-one film with coaches and, and one player at a time, and then, um, you know, taking taking care of bodies, able to get a little more lift in, do some stretch and recovery type stuff, and then, um, you know, now doing some things on the court and um, implementing some new things that we haven't done this year and and uh, working on some some weaknesses that, that haven't been great. In, in the games that we played so far. So what are the, some of those uh, uh, things you're going to work on as far as moving into the next game? Well, I think, you know, defensively we needed to improve. Um, you know, so there's there's some areas with just guarding the ball, our positioning off the ball, our weak side help, um, you know, some ball screen coverages, um, you know, so some of that kind of defensive details and, and then and getting back to the basics with, with, a, with our defensive system. And then offensively putting in a few wrinkles, putting in a couple extra sets, and then um, working on, you know, there's teams have kind of guarded us a few different ways and and, and so working on the the type of coverages we're going to face offensively throughout the year and uh, trying to get really solid with, with our offensive attack against a couple different coverages. Okay. So coming into the weekend, it being at home, are the fellas excited that they're going to be able to finally play on the home court in front of a full crowd instead of a COVID crowd? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been a long time coming and, um, you know, be in December and we haven't played a home game this year. It's it's a long time coming. And then you when you throw in the factor of last year with COVID. So uh, we have a great uh, facility. We have a great gym. We have a great uh, home base with, with our fans and our support. And uh, we're really excited to play in front of um, hopefully a, f- a packed crowd out here at the Young Center on Friday night um, and I think our guys are going to feed off that energy and uh, you know I think there's there's just a comfortability with with playing at home playing in your home gym and and um, you know I think we're excited to to have this opportunity to play at home this weekend. Sounds good coach um, so with uh, Western and Fort Lewis are there challenges maybe that you have to look for um, that 
you possibly have to prepare for a little bit differently than the games that you've played so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Western's a unique team. They shoot it extremely well. Uh, they play a little smaller. Um, you know, most of the time they'll have four guards out there. So um, us just being solid and limiting their open looks from three and then uh, making sure we don't overcompensate for that and, and give up easy stuff at the basket. But, um, you know, they're, they're unique, but, I, you know, we feel confident in, in our ability to guard them. And then Fort Lewis is completely different. Um, you know, they have the best two bigs, probably the best combination of two two bigs in the conference um, so they start two guys that are 6'9 6'10 and, and bulky and, and really talented and they're they are their two leading scorers so they're a completely different challenge and and with all this time we, we've had we were able to kind of focus on Fort Lewis a little bit early um, in you know last weekend and and uh, we're typically when you only have four four days you just focus on that first team so we spent some time on Fort Lewis and now we're um, you know preparing for Western and two different teams and um, you know we'll be Two, two really good challenges for us. All right, Coach, last question. Uh, what is your ugly sweater going to be for the game on Friday? We have an ugly sweater day? <laughs> yes, ugly oh, okay. sweater day on Friday against uh, Western. Uh, I got to do some shopping, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All righty, Coach. Well, thank you for your time. And again, tip-off for the men on Friday is going to be 7.30 against Western, and it's going to be at 6 p.m. on Saturday against Fort Lewis. We'll see you as we come back from commercial break. Thank you, Colton. Your loved ones deserve the utmost comfort when visiting Spearfish. If you're looking for the perfect place to get the family together, the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center has the most updated and comfortable rooms in town. Make your reservations today at the Spearfish Holiday Inn and Convention Center. Welcome back to Inside the Hive. I am joined by Dr. Tom Flambeau, a.k.a. Dr. Tom. Uh, he ha he handles everything that um, pertains to student, uh, student athlete, um, you know, mental health, uh, just keeping their psychological uh, mental state better. So, uh, Dr. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks, Colton. Well put, by the way. That was, that was a good description. Well done. Perfect. I'm glad I got it right. Yes. So... Uh, what is your role here at Black Hill State University? You know, there's, it's kind of cool because I have a variety of different roles. You know, currently I'm helping out the counseling center as a licensed professional counselor. When I'm not there, I'm usually here and we'll spend some time visiting with coaches about any concerns they have about individual players as far as their, their mental stability, if you will. Or are there some things that I can do as far as the team is concerned in, in relation to mental strength and mental conditioning, relaxation, visualization, those kinds of things. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of an ideal job, actually, uh, where you can kind of visit with coaches and vis visit with individual athletes or teams uh, to help improve their uh, performance as an athlete from the mental aspects of the game. Right, because, you know, how many times do people kind of overlook that psychological aspect, the mental aspect of sports, yep. when it plays such a huge role in the performance of the athlete? Exactly. Um, you exactly. think back to playing golf or anything like that, yep. how many times do you have a bad tee shot, and then yep. all of a sudden the rest of the whole, the rest is of the whole just... game is. And that's it. You know, a lot of it's, I think a lot of uh, coaches believe that they have a, a good mental game, and, and there are some that do, but, you know, they've, they, I, and I hate to pick on people that hang out in, this, in the weight room, 
but they probably spend more time lifting weights and developing their physicality than they do their mentality, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so my argument usually is to come in from that angle, and of course the eyes roll. And you know there are there are some there are more and more coaches that are coming in that understand the value of the mental game, but but they do spend a lot more time you know lifting weights and improving their physical abilities than their mental abilities. So absolutely, and physical health is just as important absolutely. as mental absolutely. health. Yep, absolutely. Um, so just looking at it from a general point of view, an overview of ath athletics itself, really, you know, if a person is sick with, <clears throat> with like a cold or yep. uh, something like that, they take time to get better. Yes. If someone is uh, struggling mentally, it should be looked at the same way. Is it that should be. correct? Yeah, it should be. But I think a lot of times an athlete's uh, standpoint is it's a failure. It's a weakness. And... When in, when in actuality, it can be a strength uh, that you're learning to overcome whatever, you're learning to improve whatever, you're, you're, you're learning, okay, I've, I've, I've done this, I can get through this. I, I mean, you can see it as a real positive thing that happens, but a lot of what I do, Colton, is basically educating. You know, I, I, here's what really what mental strength is. Here's what mental conditioning is. It, it goes beyond the team that can scream the loudest, or, you know, during the football games or be, as warm-ups. Or it goes beyond, um, like in basketball, say how many guys can dunk in the pre-warm-ups. It goes beyond that. It, it can be a very quiet mental strength. They don't have to say anything. Um, but it, it, there's a lot of educating that goes on, which is great. But Athletes especially need to see that if they if it, it get rid of the word failure, it the word failure is messing more people up. How about inserting learning experience? Mm -hmm. And I used to say that to high school parents that that you're you know the kids take it out you know take out failure, put in learning experience, and warn the parents that when your kid comes home, he or she might say, "Mom, Dad, I had a learning experience on my algebra test." No, that's a lot better <laughs> than saying I failed. You know, yeah. that's, that's the key there. I learned to study harder. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you're talking about failure and you're talking about, um, you know, that there's a negativity to it. There, there is a stigma when it comes to mental true, health. True, true. Um, no one wants to admit that they're struggling. No one wants to admit that uh, they might be going through a tough time because there's that stigma in that uh, indication of failure to it. That's right. So how do you use the tools that you have to combat that with students and student athletes? You know, with every negative comment, you can counter it with a positive. You know, we have we lost this last game terribly, but we also learned a heck of a lot of our, about ourselves and about our abilities to continue to fight that's going to improve our next game. Or, you know, how about, how about we work on the comeback and not so, so much on, on what just happened type of thing. Let's look at, you know, we learn these things, we improve these. I mean, it's all has to take that positivity mindset it's another great word in, in what I do, is to take that mindset that's more positive is instead of saying, oh man, we just got creamed this last game. Oh, we got annihilated. Okay, but then you add your positivity to it. But we may have been annihilated, it won't happen again, or we may have been annihilated, but it sure made us a heck of a lot stronger because we know what we did wrong and we're not gonna do that again, type of thing. Right. But you're right, this, there's a stigma in society about any type of failure. You know, instead of, but the irony is, is you know, who do we make fun of most, the people who are most successful? Oh, he, he got that because he was born into a lot of money. Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of a, a strange deal. But we can turn, if we 
work on the mindset, you can turn a really crappy day into one of the best days of your life. Right. So as we go back into kind of the mindset when it comes to mental fitness, I'm going to call it because it's, you know, it is. being well. Yep. Um, if someone is sick with a cold, I'm yeah. going to go back to that analogy. Okay. You don't just tell them to just, well, just get over it. <laughs> That's the same with, in my opinion, the same with mental health. I yeah. mean, if, oh, yeah. if someone is struggling and yeah. someone just says, well, just get over it. Yeah. That's, that's you just need to go out and do something happy. <laughs> yeah, that works. That's just That like, works all the time. Yeah, just absolutely. stop coughing and you'll yeah, get just, over your that's cold. That's right. You'll get over it. Well, you know, for, for an athlete, it's like, okay, if they're stuck on, you know, I really did this poorly, really did this poorly, whatever. Okay, let's, let's dissect that. Now, I'm not a coach coach, so maybe let's talk to the coach about how you can improve. Maybe they do some videos or maybe they, you know, they spend some time with the coach on practicing whatever it is that he or she feels that they didn't do well. Okay, once that's done, then I can start start working with the mental stuff. How do you feel about that? It's, it's a little bit of mindfulness. How did you feel about it? Let's do some visualization. Let's see, because in visualization, you don't make mistakes. You know, you can do it perfectly. Let's see yourself doing that, that coach just went over. Let's, let's kind of close your eyes, take some deep breaths, get in a relaxation state. Now see yourself doing it perfectly. It, it, you know, if you stay with it and not just stop after the first time, which usually doesn't work the first time, but if you stay with it, it's amazing how visualization really helps improve the athlete's overall ability or what did you call it? Their overall health Oh, mental they're, they're oh, fitness. Me, fitness. It, it, it improves that mental fitness. If you visualize, you can visualize a whole darn game if you want to. And, and in that, if you did see a mistake, you back up, you rewind the tape, and do it perfectly the next time. And feel yourself do it, see yourself do it, that whole thing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just great to be able to talk to you and especially have people hear your voice because there's a lot of cool things that you're doing, not only, <laughs> you know, for Black Hill State University as a whole, but in athletics. I mean, you asked for my help in producing some content for uh, the volleyball team. Yes. And, you know, that we were awesome. kind of messing around with another idea. Can you tell us uh, about the idea of putting them in a game day situation? Oh, I that's, thought that was uh, a fantastic Hopefully idea. they won't be listening because we haven't, we haven't thrown that one at them yet. But one of the things that coaches, and, and it's really important to spend time with the coaches and hear what they're concerned about. And your video that you did, the pregame video that you did for our volleyball ladies was awesome. Because what we worked on is, you know, the coach said they just kind of fall apart. They get about three or five points behind. And that's not right. Well, every one of these athletes have a has a story to tell that it's like your reaction is, are you kidding me? You did that? You know, maybe they lost a grandparent that they were really close to. Okay, now, is being five points down as bad as losing your grandparent? Of course it's not. Well, let's anchor that. So that use that as a point of reference that when you're a little bit down, think of grandpa and what would grandpa say and, and all the things that you did to get over that. Well, what we're also working, so dare I say, do I even say what we worked on? You know what? Now that I bring it up, I don't think that we should. <laughs> we won't. You never but know. But we did, we did, we did, we, yeah, we, you know, we worked on an, I think everybody has to have kind of an animal strength. Only we talked about, you know, I grew up, my mom was, excuse me, but she was a badass. And I married a badass, believe me, and I raised my own. She's, and so we worked on being that way. And, and your video showed that wonderfully well. And the girls, I think, the, the, the team really picked up on it and went with it and did very well. They felt good about it. The, the other thing we have in mind is really interesting and we'll address more of that. 
and uh, the coaches are very supportive of it. Um, and so we've got that up our sleeves. You know, we're kind of anxious to, to try that. You know, I'm, I'm really anxious, too. And <laughs> I'm really hoping that they get a little anxious for it. Just not oh, in a bad way, but in a good way. No, of like, oh, what does I Dr. To Tom a, have planned for us? That's right. I talked to one of the graduates from the volleyball program. And I told her about it since she won't be here. And she thought it was terrific. I mean, she goes, I hope I'm around because I want to see this happen. So, But I think the good thing that, is, say, just we'll pick on volleyball, is uh, one of the coaches, the assistant coach, saw someone uh, out there at Texas, Texas A&M. One of, one of the coaches did a pregame relaxation visualization thing. And it's kind of funny because I was looking into that at the time. So what we do a couple hours before their game now is we have the, the team kind of get themselves in a comfortable spot and, and have them do some breathing exercise, get them focused, get them relaxed, and we do a visualization. And it really depends on, on what the coaches are wanting to work on that, that will have them visualize certain things. And they, I mean, they actually asked me, <laughs> this was great. They were in Salt Lake City. And they said, can you, can you call in and we'll have you on the phone and do your, your exercise with us because the girls really want it. And I thought, that is awesome. That is truly awesome. And I would like to say that maybe it had something to do with some of the wins that they had. Uh, we, had we finished our season great. And, uh, but I think they're, they're just saying that they really want it. So we're going to keep doing that. So Perfect. Well, Dr. Tom, thank you for taking the time Thanks, with Paul. us. And uh, we'll be right back with more Inside the Hive right after this. Heard through word of mouth that uh, Joe and Karen were looking at retiring and my wife and I looked into it and decided we wanted to do something different. I knew the business would work by visiting with Joe and Karen looking at things, but I needed a bank. I went and visited with Pioneer Bank and set it up the way we wanted and I mean everything worked. So they've been great. The rest is history. Here I am. <laughs> Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. All right, welcome back to Inside the Hive. I am here with head track and field coach, Seth Mischke. Coach, how you doing? Doing fantastic. Awesome. So uh, we have our first home indoor track and field meet coming up this weekend, the Yellow Jacket Holiday Open. Can you tell us a little bit about what the athletes are doing to prepare for the first home meet? Well, we've been preparing since, you know, the second week of school uh, this fall. Uh, so it's been a long grind uh, getting the kids in shape and establishing a nice base. And they are certainly ready to race, you know, with uniform on against other people. Um, so, you know, this week coming off a holiday break there, uh, just kind of getting them back in the swing of things. And really, in all honesty, not do a ton of training this week. Just try to get them ready for the meet this weekend uh, with some specific things uh, relative to their event. And, and just get them in a good place mentally and physically to see what we can do on the weekend. Perfect. So uh, you have a little bit of crossover between cross country and track and field. Um, has what you've seen in the cross country season prepared and kind of excited you for the indoor track and field season? Yeah, it's it's always been a, a mainstay here at BH in terms of distance kids being able to be competitive and, and grinding out good years and careers. So, um, you know, this year I think uh, Coach Medigovich is playing a little bit differently. He's going to rest a lot of his kids this weekend coming off of cross. Um, which, you know, certainly is, it can be a good decision uh, from one year to the next. So they're in good shape. They had a great cross season uh, all in all, and they're going to be very, very excited about January when it shows up for indoor track and field. 
So what are the differences between indoor and outdoor uh, track and field, or what are the challenges, I should say, um, that you have to prepare for that you don't have to prepare for for outdoor and vice versa? Well, we certainly do a lot more traveling outdoor, you know, so, so that kind of gets on the kids a little bit relative to classes and homeworks and staying on top of things. Um, uh, the biggest one really is just environment, right? So indoor, it's pretty much always 70 and sunny and no wind and, you know, kind of perfect conditions to a certain degree outside is certainly a, a scenario where you have to play the games a little bit mentally, um, uh, with what's going on out there and, and just being prepared to handle anything that, that comes your way. So most of the kids we get here obviously have competed in some nastiness in their career in high school, uh, and are, are not afraid to be able to handle that scenario if it, if it shows up, but, um, you know, for the most part, you know, track size is different. Um, but making that transition from indoor to outdoor is something I think the kids uh, enjoy. They like it. Obviously, I think everybody likes to run and, and be outside under the sun and grabbing some some sunlight, you know, on their bodies. So um, I think it's a good transition. It certainly affords for quite a few opportunities for our student athletes uh, being able to have two separate track and field seasons. Um, and hopefully, you know, you, you put the game in play, um, relative to your training and hopefully it pays off when it should. You talked about that nastiness and it just reminded me of, uh, growing up going to Kadoka, South Dakota. It was always rainy. It was always windy. It was always cold, always overcast, never failed. Could have been, you know, 80 and sunshiny the day before. As soon as track hit, it was gray and rainy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have your head on a swivel, uh, around these parts and, um, that's not a bad thing. That's true. That's true. So there are some challenges with indoors, you know, even though you said it's 70 sunshine, everything, uh, it's a shorter track. You have 200 meter tracks. Uh, what do you do to prepare your student athletes for that? Cause obviously you're taking corners, uh, quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hinders the uh, timing. Is that correct? For the most part? Yes. You, you definitely see a scenario where you would be running, a little bit faster outside on an outdoor track relative to an indoor track. Um, you know, those oversized tracks in indoor up to 300 meters is still legal from an NCAA standpoint to try to qualify on. Then you have your banked, you know, 200 meter tracks that are out there in the country and the world. And those are certainly allow you to run a little bit faster on those tracks relative to a flat, you know, surface like we have. Um, so in all honesty, you know, we've been on our track now for the last month or so, month and a half. In, inside, we stay outside as much as we can. But, you know, when you're forced in, you're forced in. And we've had a great fall weather-wise, so we've been outside a little bit more than normal. But, um, again, for the most part, it's doing workouts that are, you know, somewhat race-like from time to time on the indoor track. Just to help those kids that are certainly new to the scenario understand what they need to do coming into and, and on the corner and then out of those corner turns. Um, and that a straightaway is a great place to make a move, but it's 50 meters shorter than the one outside. So you better have a little bit different game plan sometimes in terms of making moves on, on things. So with an indoor season, it's certainly, you know, not trial by error per se, but you're certainly, uh, there's an opportunity to learn and make better choices, you know, within your race strategy or race plan. Um, and so we have time to learn some of those things as we move forward, which is okay. So with uh, students coming in from high school, have you noticed any freshmen have issues with adjusting to the indoor track lifestyle or do most of them run on an indoor track at some point in their career? You know, Wyoming uh, over there, it's a good state for us from a recruiting standpoint. They have indoor state or indoor track and field is a state sponsored sport over there. So there is a great number of kids over there that are already in tune to what an indoor season means and then trying to back it up with an outdoor season within the same year. Um, you know, I noticed 
most of the freshmen get that don't have that or aren't in that game or come off of a basketball going into an outdoor track and field season. It just is track, track, track at the next level, you know, and that's what it is regardless of who you are in the most, for the most part. Um, so I think that is something that we try to educate, educate a little bit more than, um, you know, this is indoor, this is outdoor. It's like, it's going to be a long full year of track and field and you just got to have your mind right and be able to come here prepared, mentally motivated to, uh, to get something done every day, you know? So, it does certainly grind on, on kids, and I've seen certainly where a kid will come in, train hard in the fall, have a great indoor season, and then they just kind of can't hold on to a full tank, you know, for the outdoor season. Um, so that comes down to communication between the athlete and the coach, but in all, resp- in all responsibilities, it comes down to a, a coaching staff and helping us understand, you know, when to push, when to back off, and make sure that our kids are ready when they're supposed to be ready. Perfect. Well, coach, it's great talking to you and we're glad that we can catch up with you before your home meet this weekend. Um, so Friday, it's going to be multis. Is that yep. correct? Yeah, we're going to run a multi-event scenario uh, with this track meet. So um, 3, 3.30, I believe, and then 4 o'clock with the, the pentathlon at 3.30 and the men's heptathlon day one uh, would be at 4. Um, and so the women will finish their multi in a day. So they do all five events on Friday and be done with it. And then if they want to come back the next day in the regular meet and do something, you know, individually, they certainly can. Uh, the men, however, will do four events on Friday and then they'll come back Saturday morning and do the other three, um, events to finish up their heptathlon scenario. Uh, and then again, they're more than welcome to try to come and and do something individually if they want after running a thousand meter, you know, (laughs) race for their seventh event. But, um, uh, that's a coaching and an athlete decision. So, uh, it's going to be a good weekend. Uh, I think, like I said, our kids are pumped. And, you know, it's typically a, a three to four team meet that we get here. Just a nice, easy, solid first one. They let our kids, especially our newcomers, get in there, you know, get the vibe, get a sense of what, you know, kind of college track is about and uh, hopefully feel good about what they got accomplished. And they can take that through the holiday break and try to maintain some of those good vibes, a good training mentality. And if it didn't go well, they can use that as motivation to work hard over the break and start, you know, continue their motivational levels. Uh, because when we do come back, uh, in January, we hit the ground hard and, and it's fast and we're running already that first weekend in with a competition. So if we don't do anything over the break, it's like hitting the reset buzzin button, um, physiologically. And it's a really tough place to put yourself in after a great fall of training. You don't want to give that up. So yeah, you don't want to um, start at zero. Again. It can be a tough spot sometimes, but again, uh, from a coaching standpoint, you got to educate them and say, here, this is, this is what I need you to do over the break. And it's on you now. So, and uh, again, nothing wrong with that. That's right. Well, thank you for your time, coach. And uh, we wish you and your team the best of luck this weekend. Uh, You start on Saturday at 10 a.m. Is that correct? Roughly? Um, The multi will start at 9 a.m. 9 uh, a.m. For the guys, we'll kind of start their last three events. And then the actual meet meet, uh, the holiday open itself, will start at, I think, 1230 with some field events. Okay. And then 130 with the running. Perfect. Yeah. All righty. Well, we'll be cheering you on, Coach. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back with more Inside the Hive. Your vehicle is the lifeline to work and play. Finding your next upgrade can be complicated and expensive. You shouldn't settle for a vehicle at a random sales lot. Choose a dealer who guides you to a better decision. For over 90 years, the people at Junix and Spearfish have helped countless people like you make better vehicle decisions. Click on the link to see what's available, then schedule a test drive to see what's possible with Junix Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram on West Jackson in Spearfish.
And I'm here with Coach Medigovich. We are going to be talking a little bit of the distance runners for indoor track and field. Coach, we already talked with uh, Coach Mishke about uh, track and field coming up this weekend. Uh, can you give us a perspective from the distant runner? Yeah, so uh, for most of my distance runners, we're just coming off what we call a transition. So after cross country, we took for them, it's not long, but a few days kind of recovering and stuff and off, and then we get back to it. So we've only been training for a couple of weeks at this point for the most of them. Uh, so we won't be racing most of the distance runners this month or coming month. We'll probably be waiting for the bulk of the season, which is in the January on season. So, um, yeah, most of the distance runners will be waiting until that January 15th category kind of before they get opening up. Okay, so what are they going to be doing in the meantime, roughly? Yeah, so what we call it is our uh, our base phase again, basically. So in order to be good throughout indoors and especially all the way throughout outdoors, outdoors can last all the way through late May for some, um, they need to have reform a base again. So kind of what we do over the summer is the same thing before cross-country where they run usually their most mileage we're going to do throughout the season. Nothing super fast or intense, but they just long, log long kind of mileage days. And so in hope that we can make it through the indoor season, but also make it all the way through the outdoor season before, you know, they start fatiguing and need another break. Okay. So you just kind of plan it out to where they're probably peaking, right? About uh, conference time. Is that correct? Yeah. And that's the goal kind of where they're, you know, at least somewhat peaking for conference indoors because you also have conference or outdoors and stuff like that. But we're looking pretty good by that February, late February category. And then they could carry that for multiple months into be late outdoors, you know, late April for outdoors. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, coming off of the cross country season, uh, what is it like as a coach to shift from cross country to indoor track and field? Yeah, it is a shift on, uh, I mean, first of all, there's not much break. Obviously we just go right back into it. Some of my athletes had transitioned a little bit earlier. Some athletes were done by conference. Some were done at regionals and some were done at nationals. And so it's kind of, the training is different for everyone right now as they started back different timing. But uh, my groups changed. You know, in cross country, we were focusing on one event for the ladies and one event for the uh, guys. And now we have everything from 800 meters on the distance side all the way up to eventually 10Ks for outdoors. And so uh, I have more groups kind of focusing on different things throughout the season versus cross. They all kind of have the same type of least race they're preparing for. So now uh, smaller groups and everything. So it does get practice time actually gets busier, I would say. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. And, uh, I mean, just getting busier and also having the limitation of having to be inside, especially, you know, during the winter months here, it tends to get a little bit chilly, especially around that February time. Uh, so when you're training inside compared to outside or having the option to go either inside or outside, does this limit at all um, you as a coach or the athletes in their participation? It doesn't, I would say, limit it. One factor is the fact that it does get colder, the ground gets harder on the dirt trails and everything outside. So I guess injuries, if they're going to happen, they happen more indoors just because you got ice you could fall on, but the hard pack dirt usually that's not as packed during the summer and the falls and late springs it's like running on concrete year round so we do have the option coming in and out uh being a distance runner we try not to go inside too often 
the tracks do have tight turns and everything. You can't go and do a 15-mile run and do whatever that might be, 500 laps. It does get tedious, and it, that does take a risk on the body. And so for the most part, we're still outside. I would say if the weather is okay, we don't get big snowstorms, we're usually only inside mostly on Tuesdays. And every other day, even if it's cold, we can layer up for it. We're outside for most of the week still. Okay. Yeah. I've seen your athletes come in and they're drenched in rain or, you know, I think it's freezing outside. I'm all bundled up and they come running in and they're, you know, taking off their shirt because they're like, it's hot. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't, I can't get over that. I'm just like, okay, how are you doing that? You adjust over time. The first couple <laughs> can be tough and then you, you get used to it over time for sure. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you, coach. Uh, we look forward to this weekend. Um, and you have three athletes. Yeah, correct? I have uh, one lady, um, competing in the mile and then we'll have two boys in the 5k this week. And so, uh, just kind of test runs for them. They're kind of just getting their, you know, their fitness level and everything like that. So it's kind of just to see where they're at, you know, they'll, their focus will still be after Christmas, but, um, just to give them one race before the break. Gotcha. And they're going to be running on Saturday. Is that correct? Both. Yeah. Saturday, I believe the five K's first at 2 PM. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be cheering you on, cheering you on and your athletes on. Um, and we look forward to seeing the track and field team out in full force this weekend, starting Friday and with the main part going on Saturday. We'll be right back after this with more Inside the Hive. Don't go away. While you're visiting Spearfish, stop into Lucky's 13 for half-priced drinks and appetizers every weekday from 4.30 to 6. Need an exciting venue to host your next event? Look no further than our party room. Unwind at Lucky's 13, just off exit 14 in Spearfish. All right, and I'm back with Coach Nori. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Great. Great to hear. Yeah. Great to see you back. It's Getting ready for back. the home games this weekend. Yeah. Um, what have you been? What have the ladies been doing to prepare for Western and Fort Lewis? And also, what have yeah. you been doing to prepare? Well, it's been a blur. This last month has been an absolute blur from traveling and dealing with travel arrangements and and you know getting stuck in airports, getting stuck on the road because of weather. Um, so honestly, like it's just good to be home and be in our own beds and having some time to work on some of the things that, uh, you know, we need to work on. And, um, it's a huge blessing just to be here and have the whole week. And, and, um, so just getting caught up on rest, you know, is the biggest thing for us right now. And, and then getting our minds right. And as coaching staff, just, you know, figuring out how to, uh, produce points and get points on the board. And, and, uh, you know, so th those are some, of the, uh, you know, exciting challenges that we do face, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a young team and, and, uh, you know, as long as we just have the, the right mentality and keep moving forward and progressing, um, that's what we have to do. Okay. So the last games, uh, didn't quite go your way, uh, while you were down in Hawaii. Was the travel a factor in that? Oh, I would say, I mean, you never want to make excuses, but it definitely had an impact. Um, it, it, uh, it, it's a lot. I mean, it, it's, it was such a, an amazing trip and experience for our team. I think we grew as, as a team in a lot of ways, but I, I also think that it was, you know, we really didn't have a practice where we could just focus on us. We haven't had that in a long time. I mean, over 10 days and, um, you know, we just kind of got into some tough habits, I think. And, 
And, uh, you know, that along with, you know, the change in, in times, you know, the, the, the four hour difference, um, for where we were from, you know, a week prior to that. Um, I, I think the, the, the fatigue definitely <laughs> had an impact, but, you know, we didn't play great. Um, but, uh, for us, you know, we just, we're excited to get back on track again. So, um, but the experience was amazing. Um, it, it was, a, it was something that we'll, we'll cherish forever. Absolutely. Coach, it was a great opportunity for them to experience something and also for that opportunity to be presented to them here at Black Hill State University. Um, So with these losses, are the ladies a little more hungry than they usually would be for the weekend games? Well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're hungry to be, we're thankful to be home, but uh, you know, the thing, the thing about these, these losses, I, you know, I don't know the last time. I mean, we always, um, you know, we, we've played some really talented teams. Um, the teams in Hawaii are, uh, we're top 25 teams. Um, you know, Sioux Falls on the road and, and, uh, Wayne State on the road and, and every game's been, been, a you know, a challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, we just got to remember the process, you know, it's not an event. We got a completely new team and, uh, we just, we just have to hold on to that and, and just be excited about what, we have to look forward to and in, in the things uh, moving forward, but we definitely have to, as a staff, um, identify some things. And 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 uh, you know, I think our defense has been solid. Our deconversion hasn't been great, but uh, we'll work on that. Um, but uh, you know, in the in on the offensive end, we just need to to gain some confidence now and and uh, you know get get some kind of routine and and uh, you know get. Um, work, work on our rotations. I mean, we've been playing everyone and trying to figure out, you know, the roles on the team. So now it's a matter of just um, kind of identifying some of those things and, and, and now just gaining some confidence as a team. Yeah, trying to figure out who those leaders are and what the role is going to be is a difficult task for sure because not only are you relying on your own judgment, but you're relying on how they interact with the other student athletes on the team as well. Well, yeah, and you know, when you haven't had any practices, it's hard to evaluate um, based off of, you know, just playing games. And, and you know, we, we definitely um, – we have some kids that are, are, are really talented. It's just a matter of, you know, getting them their mindset right. And uh, that's what we intend to do. Perfect. So shifting gears a little bit, um, on Saturday is our Native American uh, day. And – you have representation yeah. on your team. Right. So what does this mean for those student athletes that, you know, are on other right. teams right. to see them represented right. here well, in this game? Well, you know, what a great event. Um, Ashley Davis and Raven Kenoyer um, approached, well, Ashley did initially um, approach to me on this. And our administration here has been wonderful just to make this thing happen. And, and those two have been playing a, such a huge part uh, in their role. Um, but th- this is just a, a great thing uh, to honor uh, our Native American players and, and, and people in the area, um, you know, and, and we're on some sacred ground here. I mean, this is, this is something that um, has been, you know, probably needed to happen for a while. And so it's just it's good to see them being honored and, and uh, you know, just amazing kids. Um, and it's something that, that uh, is, is, is a great thing for us. Absolutely. And on Friday is our uh, Ugly Sweater Day. 
do you have yours picked out? Oh gosh, I have so many ugly sweaters. I got sweaters from <laughs> 20 years ago that, you know, were ugly once and, and, and they get popular again. And, and, uh, so I just have to go through there and, and have my <laughs> wife let me know which ones are just outdated and, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wear that one. But, uh, but I have a few of them. I think <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. My wife will help me out with that. There you go. All right, coach. Thank you for your time. And yeah. we wish you the best, <clears throat> best of luck this weekend, man. I can't talk right now. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate all it. All right. And tip off for the women's team on Friday is going to be five 30 and tip off for Saturday is going to be 4 PM. We'll be right back with more inside the hive right after this. When you're looking for great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles, look no further than White's Queen City Motors in Spearfish. We're the number one certified pre-owned dealer in the state of South Dakota, and White's Queen City Motors was voted the number one car dealership of the Black Hills. Our service department can take care of all makes and models, and we offer a price match guarantee on tires for your vehicle. At White's Queen City Motors, our main attraction is customer satisfaction. Call us today or stop in at White's Queen City Motors in Spearfish. And that'll do it for us here at BHSU Athletics. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Inside the Hive. Be sure to get your tickets for this weekend. It's sure to be fun. We have two doubleheaders for basketball, and we also have track and field, the uh, Yellow Jacket Holiday Open, that is. So be sure to get your tickets. Be sure to check the website for schedule details. And as always, go Yellow Jackets. This has been a Black Hill State University Athletics production. Fear the sting.